Okay. Oh shit. Oh Okay. <laughs> All right. Sick. Welcome to the Sleeping Until Podcast. The best podcast you've never heard of. But we're here. We got the whole gang. We got yes. Sham to the left What's of me. Jay to the right of me. We got yes. Roberto in the corner. We got <laughs> David in the other corner, but we can't see him. Yes. And we got our boy Craig recording the audio, holding us down. And we're here. We're here for the very first podcast. This is where you can get your, your day one pass in right here, you know? Let us know in the comment section below. Okay, okay. But you're like, what are we? What are we here to do? What are we here to talk about? Well, we're here to talk about sports. We're here to talk about music. We're here to talk about pop culture and just life in general from the perspective of four college or five college students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, like I said, I'm Justin. Um, I'm the expert Chargers fan of the group. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to pass it off to Sham to go ahead and introduce himself. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy Sham. Uh, I am your residential Warriors fan. Also, bandwagon to some of them. They will never believe me that I was a fan back then. I am also the biggest um, troll in here when it comes to MLB and commanders hating. Roberto will get tired of me. Um, <laughs> as Justin said, we're here, to, we're here to have laughs, talk about sports, pop culture, music, whatever's going on. We just five college students talking about whatever. And I will pass it on to my boy, Jay, the GOAT himself. You already know our mediator. Very, very true. I am Jay. I'm going to be uh, moderating this entire podcast, introducing all the topics, um, seeing what the dude's thoughts are on about everything going on. I'm also the res residential Panthers fan. So anything Panthers related, I got you. Chunks of the future. But keep um, yeah, keep pounding. <laughs> anyway, I'll pass keep it over pounding. to my man, Roberto. All right, what is up, y'all? My name is Roberto. I'm going to be our residential DMV sports guy. Uh, also going to be our daily MLB and NHL expert. Uh, you know, I go by many things. You go Roberto. I'm also our residential Latino pop culture reference guy. You know, you can call me Papi Chulo, lo que sea, mami. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and pass it <laughs> off to David real quick, and he's going to go ahead and give us his intro. Yeah, uh, I'm David, you know. I'm the residential Indiana and Cincinnati sports fan here, you know. I know a lot about MLB, you know, I love soccer too, you know. And since Roberto, you know, he's going to be a little Latino pop culture person, you know. I'll be the K-pop dude, bro. Justin's going to love this one. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's the crew. Uh, we might have some more special guests and features of different people in the future. But this the this is the primary group as of now. Um so so yeah, so let's go ahead and uh get into some topics. I just wanna Jay, go ahead got... and throw out throw out before <laughs> we get into these topics. If you can't oh, right. tell already, just based off listening to this podcast and you're not watching, 
We are the poster for what a diverse friend group looks like at UNC. That's we should be on the first page of the UNC EDU page because we got a little bit of everything up in here. So we're going to get mm-hmm. a lot of conflicting opinions. We're going to get some more coming in here. So it's going to be a good ride. And that's what yes, makes it sir. beautiful. We all from different backgrounds, all got different things we're interested in. That's what's going to be entertaining for y'all. So, shoot, I hope y'all enjoy. It's Take, us away, ride. Take us away. Let's get into it. What we got, hey, gentlemen. Jay? All right, gentlemen, starting off on the cusp of Game 5 of the NBA Finals, the Nuggets have finally won their first championship in franchise history. Nikola Jokic has won NBA Finals MVP, deservingly so, after putting up damn near a triple-double. And, uh, yeah, let's just get everyone's thoughts on this. Um, immediate reaction following Game 5. Immediate reaction? Uh, I feel like more people are going to talk about the Heat than the Nuggets. <laughs> I, feel, yeah. I feel like we just got to acknowledge that the best team won. Uh, no mm-hmm. disrespect to Miami, but they kind of, you know, the wheels fell off at the end. They had a crazy playoff run. They yeah. went through the East and kind of just took care of what they had to do. But at the end of the day, I think they were just tired. Um, yeah, I mean, Denver just has a better all-around roster. They have the better star players. They have the better role players. I mean, they have everything. Yeah. Jokic's really a cheat code. He really is. Like, I think one thing just coming from, like, my basketball perspective, it's just like, I remember I made the comment to y'all a while ago. It's just like, seeing Jokic make certain reads was like, to me, it seemed normal, but then I really look at him like he is making reads like quick, and that's not something that's not a skill that like many people have. But the one thing that I do think was very impressive about the series, I think that both teams, the motor on both of the teams, the people, the undrafted players, the young guys, like we had people like Bruce Brown, a rookie Christian Braun that was going crazy. Um, yeah, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson finally came back into form, somewhat at least. Um, Kyle Lowry showed us he ain't that old yet at the end of the game. It was just a whole lot of grit and grind. Hey, don't forget Jeff Green. Wizard legend Jeff Green has a ring now. Don't forget. Clippers legend DeAndre Jordan finally got him a ring, even though I wanted Jimmy, Jimothy Butler. I was going to say Hemi, but. He's going home to Shakira. He fine. He fine. This whole game performance from Jimmy Butler. Yeah. What are the stats? What are the stats for Jimmy? I don't have him pulled up right now, but he did finish with 21, but but through three quarters, through three quarters, this man went two of 12 from the field. Hmm. Not Himothy. Not Uh, him. What threw me off about Jimmy, like, throughout this entire, like, series, or, like, ever since, I want to say even the end of the Celtics series, was like, it seemed like Jimmy was playing very passive. Or, like, he was trying to be a leader, but he was, like, not trying to force stuff. He saw that everybody else was hot, but he has to also remember that he is the guy. That's mm-hmm. supposed to be his team. Now, I will say one thing I was glad to see, and I really hope this man gets the ring somewhere in the future. My favorite center in the league, Raleigh native himself, Mr. Bam Adebayo. Um, He's from Raleigh? He's NC State. <laughs> yeah. I know that. Wow. He didn't go to state. Yeah, um, Bam showed aggressiveness. He's a very dynamic center. I hope one day in the future he gets a ring somewhere. Man can man has a little bit of a mid-range game. Very great defender, explosive athlete. You don't mm-hmm. find that often. I'm glad he kind of took over. He's what 
kind of kept the heat in it throughout the entire game. I think he had, it's almost a check me, I think he had like 18 or something either in the first quarter or the first half. It was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Can we also talk about the efficiency that Jokic was scoring at? I mean, 27 on 66%, 41 on 57 32 on 57. His worst shooting percentage of the series was 42%. And he also shot 43% from three in that game. And then tonight, 75% from the field, 28 points. You're telling me this this, is a big man. That is a big man. This is a guy. This is a guy. You just cannot make this stuff up. 7 1, 7 2, who's going to shoot 60 plus percent from the field, 40% from three, and dish out 10 dimes a game. In my opinion, he is trying to be honest. He's tied with Giannis for the most unguardable player in the league. I was about to say, with that topic being right there, now that we're looking Ooh. at, now that Jokic got him a ring, now that the season is officially over until summer league pop up and yeah. the draft pop up, mm-hmm. who who is in the mix for the best players in the league right now? Because a I lot mean, of things have changed. You can say Jokic has the case for being the best player in the world right now. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. I like, mean, he does one and honestly, over I, indeed. Yeah, honestly, he should have. He should have three-peated. I think it was a little bit of voter fatigue that they didn't want to give it to him. But he mm-hmm. showed why he's at another level than what Embiid is. Embiid mm-hmm. is a great scorer. Embiid has that overall willpower. But he doesn't mm-hmm. possess the same basketball IQ, the same ability to be able to dish out. James Harden was the one who was really helping Embiid out. Motherfucker mm-hmm. averaged, like, I think 20 and 12 this year. So yeah. he was bailing Embiid out on a lot of those reads. He was feeding Embiid. That's why the guy's averaging 30-some points a game. Jokic almost game with Jamal double. Murray was crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really what, what was Jamal Murray doing this game? Because I may have been, like, blind to it, but I didn't really see a lot of going on with Jamal. Nah, that man Jamal Murray getting some nice treatment tonight. All my boys okay, buddy. All my boys familiar with his. 14 points okay, on IG Live. 14? All my boys familiar with his shenanigans on IG Live would know. I mean, IG he, regardless. I mean, I mean, he only had know, 14 points tonight. That man's a champion, though. True. He is a champion. But I yeah, mean, he, but, he showed up in some games, so I feel like he did what he needed to do, even if yeah. it wasn't tonight. For I'm him to bounce back the way he did after his ACL injury. Oh, it's a beautiful I'll thing. It. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I've been rooting for him. I just, I, he's, like I said, when you're looking at top players in the league, it's weird with him because I don't know where he stands with the point guards in regards to top players. I don't know if he's breached like a top. He's. I don't think he's top five. I think you can throw five players above him at the moment. But was weird. I think you yeah, can. Jamal Murray. Oh I yeah, you can easily throw five players. You can throw five him. above him, but it's really weird trying to figure out like where I think, I think he's, he's in. A, I think he's in a fifteen to twenty range, in my opinion. There's just a lot of guys who are just better. <laughs> There's a lot of people at the at that guard position because I, mean, I, have... I can throw off five off the top of my head: Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, LeBron, Steph. All five of those. Oh, guys. I was talking about guards, but yeah, off the top of the head, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I thought we were talking. About, I thought we were talking about like ranking no. them. Yeah, I got him around like a seventeen or eighteen kind of player. I would say overall, that's, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like he's twenty. He's very 20. similar to like a Bradley Beal kind of player, as far as like ceiling, in my opinion. Ooh. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, he's not, he's not like he's not a solidified number one. He can have number one. Like, here's the thing: he can have number one stretches where he plays like he's a number one, but consistently over 82 games plus playoffs, he's a number two. 
Oh yeah. no, for sure. Oh, no, I don't sure. think I don't think Jamal would be the same player we're looking at without Jokic. That's not the that's not to say he's not talented. Jamal Murray is a very talented scorer. But one thing I've noticed he's- that screen and roll and then the ability of all both of them being three level scorers, that's what's deadly about them too. Yeah, no, it um, is very scary. It's very uh, hard to manage them. No, there's a reason why those two are the only two to have gotten a triple double double at the same time in the same game in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just have a very efficient offense, and I mean, like, what this was like the Nuggets' first title win ever, right? Yeah, yeah. First, first, first win, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. So, like, wow, are they the only franchise one for one? So, I no, 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 no. maybe I don't know, but the Suns haven't won. The this Hornets, we hope. already know. Me hope for the Hornets. Oh, Maybe the Hornets one, can like, finally not screw up. First appearance, no loss. Like when, like when, like one and zero. Uh, personally, yeah. my Washington Wizards have won. Are they? You know, they the days were um um they were dribbling around like it was dribbling handball. I don't know if that counts. Hey, 19, 1978 World Champions. Wes Unseld was on that team. Don't disrespect. Hey, uh, shout out that man, Wes Wes Unseld. I don't know what he's doing Rest right now. His son sucks as a coach, but that before or after the merger? Listen, okay, we don't gotta get into that. Yeah, we have See, three um, championships, dude. Before the merger, oh, <laughs> okay. Indiana. What the hell? Ooh, the Pacers. The Pacers. Man, bro. You know what? I, I the Chargers also have a championship before the merger. I don't talk about that one. I'm serious. Nah, ours was, ours was after the merger. Ours the merger, please. I know. Ours Wait, was after the merger. Everything pre-merger on does not count. Champ, yeah, that was back when like only white boys were playing. You know, we don't really count that. <laughs> Wait, no, they looked, looked, like, looked at a dunk and was like, they didn't know what know. was going on. Yeah, but yeah. on serious note, Jokic definitely up there, top of the league. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard yeah, for I, me to say where I think he's ranked. He's my number four all time, saying, bro. Are we saying back to back though? I mean, you say four four all time. Yeah, already he's my number four all time. Number four all time. Wait, who? Well, the Jokic. guys in front of him right okay, now. Okay, well, like, who, who's, like, who, who's at all time? Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, okay so who's number? Who's 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 he right ahead of? Who's number five? Number five? If you yes. say Magic, so probably Jokic like is four. Who's number five? Probably like yeah. Steve Nash. This is a troll. He's trolling because he forgot one thing. Number Jake one is Larry Bird. Legend, Larry Bird himself. No, yes, number Larry one Bird. Larry Bird is Indiana Pacers two. legend, Philadelphia 76ers legend, Mr. White Boy himself, <laughs> TJ McConnell. Give him a round of applause. He's on my all-time. Yeah, Give him a round yeah. of applause. He's dude. probably he top Luka five in the too. league right now, though, but not all-time. Are we not, not going to have any commotion going on for the greatest shooter of all time, Kyle Korver? You have, you have, me, you have me about seeing here about the... Hey, what about Danny Advia? My intro, Roberto. bro. Danny Advia, greatest Jewish player to ever grace the floor. Yes, exactly. Mm. He was right, nice. Well, shout out that boy Danny. Shout out that boy Danny. Right, well, time to move. Time to move yeah, on. Yeah, but to the they next were trolling too much. Last thing about last thing about the Nuggets. Has Jokic officially become the best player in the world? I actually have a new stat right here, fresh off the printer. Jokic is the first player in NBA history to lead the playoffs in points 
rebounds, nice. and assists. He probably is, but he's not How like... How does this affect LeBron's legacy? <laughs> How does this affect LeBron's legacy? And is he officially the best player in the NBA? I'm going to give everyone At 30 the moment, seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds. Uh, um, 30 seconds. Who wants to go first? My answer is yes. I'll go first. Um, this is not... This makes him... I want to say he's right. It's like him and Giannis are here. The thing with Giannis, like everybody's going to talk about him getting injured. Be like, oh, he didn't make it that far. He was injured. But we yeah. know what Giannis does. Jokic, though, is a different situation of unguardable, like was said earlier. I think Jokic is right there. It's probably one. It's like 1A, 1B kind of situation, I think. Because you, you can go back and forth for days with which one it into. And how this affects mm-hmm. LeBron's legacy, I'm LeBron still a GOAT. That's true. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Justin? Yeah, I would probably say he is the best player in the world because he just really does not have that much weaknesses. Because, like, like the Heat strategy was literally just to, like, make him score so he didn't dish out assists to his team. And he can score, and he can do the assists, and he can do the rebounds. And he looks like a drunk man stumbling on the basketball court, but yet he still makes the shot, you know? That's low-key true, yeah. It's it's crazy. <laughs> And now, like, touch is crazy. going off, like, what you said, Sham, about Giannis and Jokic, it, it makes me wonder, like, if you were, like, a GM and you were starting a franchise and you had the op- option between the two of them, who are, who are, you, who are you going with? Ooh, you know? that's a good question. Let's, let's, Ooh, let's finish it. Yeah, man. let's finish that up. We can, we can, we can get into that. Right, Roberto, your Ooh. thoughts? Is Jokic the best? Yeah, I don't think there's really a debate, to be honest. Um, if we're looking at best overall player in the league, he possesses every skill. He can pass, yeah. he can shoot, defense is yeah. whatever. Well, sneaky sense. good, sneaky it's, good. You, you'll be surprised. He's sneaky good, but he's also, you can tell, um, you can tell where some of the overweight kind of, um, mm. he gets beat a lot. Mm-hmm. To put it bluntly, he's not as sharp as Giannis. You get beat a lot, but he is a body down there getting rebounds. I will say that. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, like he'll go up there and he'll block the fuck out of you. But <laughs> on a fast break? On a fast not break, so no. Not even on a fast break. He'll get beat on a pick and roll from time One to time. Thing that it, no, he will. What's so interesting about Jokic, he does not play defense with his hands up unless he's in the paint. If you watch him, he literally plays hands down and will sit there like this. And he won't put a hand up till you get in the paint. It's kick, so interesting. Balls, yeah. Yeah. Shoot. It worked. <laughs> yeah. Worked right. somehow. David. David, final thoughts. Is Jokic the I best mean, player? Yeah, I agree. Jokic is the GOAT, but <laughs> I think not the GOAT, but like, you know, the best player in the league at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think the question is like, is this good for the league, though? In what is way? It good? How many little kids under like the age of twelve are gonna go out like this weekend, right? And go out and ask their parents to buy them a Jokic jersey. Not that they're still gonna man. ask for a Steph Curry jersey, a LeBron jersey. A, hey, but see, uh, that, that's just popularity. It's see, I, mean, that's, I, think your, I think your point is like Jokic's game just doesn't translate to a younger marketable. generation. It's not. It sexy. doesn't translate to height. It's not polarizing enough for us to be like, oh, like people that watch basketball might if you're find a basketball it be like, fan. Yeah, yeah. Listen, but like, like my just, dad, my dad is gonna love Jokic a lot more than my little brother will. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just a machine. Yeah. 
No, I you know? think it's so fascinating to see a center with these kind of guard-like skills just dominating. Yep. He can he can dominate in the paint. His field goal percentage is like lethally effective. And yeah. he can dish out and he can pass out. Like it's yeah. just it's yeah. just it's so interesting seeing a center with these kind of skills. Mm-hmm. Honestly, something right. we've haven't even seen from the likes of Shaq. Maybe not so much as dominant as Shaq, but he makes oh, up for it in so many other well, skills Shaq, and ways. Shaq is the most dominant player of all time, but being the yeah. most dominant doesn't mean you possess all the skills. No. And mm-hmm. honestly, would you take Shaq over Jokic or Jokic? That over is a Shaq very good over? question. Ooh, Great question. That's what I wanted to ask as a follow up. Yeah. I right now I would have Shaq above Jokic just off of pure like Dominance. in his prime peak. If you were to put him into a roster and construct a roster around him, who would you choose though? Oh, well, it depends, it depends on what we're talking about. Are we talking about today's current NBA or yeah? Are we talking about today? Are we talking about like give him to the Hornets. The if Hornets we're talking about today's current NBA, I'm taking Jokic in a heartbeat. Let's mm. take it to the early 2000s then. Early uh, 2000s. Early two thousand. If are you talking about putting him on a no, roster? Wait, we talk about players wait, before the like the restricted area rules. So I think it's like pre two thousand, like before the five seconds. I think. Yeah. Which well, the game was allowed. Hey, what year did they institute that rule? Yeah, I need to make sure I have players correctly. I mean, I'm being for real. I think Jokic is cooking Tim Duncan down in the post. <laughs> But imagine putting two oh, big guys. I'd be so real. Don't sleep on Timmy D. I know Timmy if, D was incredible, but Tim, I still think Jokic is cooking him. Dude, you see what he's a Jokic. Rudy Gobert though. <laughs> he did. Okay. Rudy okay. Gobert let's let's keep this in mind. You just said Jokic is cooking Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is an, a 15-time All Defensive selection. That five is a very bold statement to make, and five oh. championships. Arguably, arguably the best power forward game, of all time. The game is the best, the not arguable. But I don't think I don't I don't think Tim Duncan is getting cooked by Jokic. If anything, it's gonna be a very boring game to watch. It'll be a stalemate. Them two, them two. <laughs> I think I think Jokic will have a harder time stopping Tim, but like Tim will have to find a way to adjust. The fundamental. Yeah, Mr. they call him fundamental for a reason. He's got yeah, all. It is no disrespect to Jokic. Like, I think Jokic could cook. We could cook a lot of people I can think of, but it's really hard for me to say. It's really hard for me to sit there and be like, he's going to destroy certain big men. My thing my thing is, like, if you put Jokic back in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, he's probably still the best big man in the league, like he is now. Who's Are you sick? sure, though? No, I mean, she can still have who else? Shaq still got him. No, okay, Shaq would be the only okay, person. Okay, let's say Shaq. Okay, but like, let's say Shaq, but who else? Yeah. No one else. I think Kevin it would Garnett honestly. Guard him. Uh, well, actually, I feel yeah, like a true. lot of bigs in the league could bully him in the low post, though. Dwight Howard. Hey, Dwight that Howard's a very in interesting one because Jokic can't muscle Dwight Howard like that. Mm-mm-mm. And Jokic's shooting is just irrelevant at that point because, like, they wouldn't even be giving him those shots or touches. Yeah, like that's why it's hard to have these conversations. Like, you put a certain person in a certain area because, like, of course, certain players yeah. are going to benefit based off what the time is. Like, like I mean, we can't run a movement offense. Like, if we put Steph Curry back when there's no three point line, I mean, it's going to oh. look crazy, but what is it going to yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> the best we got on deck. I say, what we, what we got we going can get, on? We can deck. get to the real NBA issues. 
The oh, real issues here. The real NBA upcoming. issues. And Laker Nation, what's next? But before we get to that, briefly, mm-hmm. as we all know, the MVP, the regular season MVP, went to Joel Embiid, which many people thought was well-deserving until mm-hmm. Jokic's no. playoff run. So, is Embiid's MVP deserved or a simply a you-complain-too-much-here's-the-damn-award? Sham can literally attest to me thinking that Embiid didn't deserve it like three months ago. Remember yeah. this, Sham? Yeah. It, yeah. Feels like a, it feels like an I voted sticker. That's yeah. what it feels like. That's, the best, it. That's the best way to put <laughs> it's it. It's like, hey, I voted. I didn't vote for Jokic. It's voter fatigue. They just it didn't want to do Jokic straight time. It's like LeBron. Yeah. LeBron deserves way more MVPs than he has. Well, Kobe and only had one MVP. That is the most three. insane thing. Kobe having one MVP is a tragedy. That Kobe is actually crazy. For two years, Nash went back-to-back. Kobe should have won those. He, or Shaq. I mean, should have won one, but Kobe definitely deserves the Shaq other. and Kobe honestly could have split the two Nash ones, to be honest. That's just me. That's true. Was that Shaq's first year in Miami? Or, like, second? Mm, I, I think it was one or two. It was definitely yeah. his first. It might have been the year years. they won the championship in Miami. Might have been. But no, Kobe deserve these voters. I don't know. I I can don't get me started on this. As an all time Kobe lover, I'm not gonna get into vote MVP voting. It's the criteria has become so inconsistent. I really don't know. It varies year to year. Because last year it was like, oh well, he's not on a one seed, but he's clearly the most valuable player on the team. And now it's like, okay, Denver was the one seed, and he's even more valuable this season. But let's just give it to Embiid because you can't have this man winning three back-to-back. Honestly, that's comparable. You know who should really be MVP? Who? Mariah Mills for hustling Zion Williamson out of 107K a month. Wait, he was paying her like a million a year? Yes, Basically. dude. How fat my ass yes. gotta be for me to get this kind of money, dude? How how much <laughs> of a stint is he, bro? That is so sad. Bro, Honestly, I mean, remember when he was at Duke and all his snaps were getting exposed? Bros on that, where's my, bros on that, where's my hug energy consistently? But oh, now he just had to know, that, like, my hug energy on with strippers and with fucking porn stars. They're gonna take advantage of him like crazy. What a perfect segue. Segue. She, yeah, she. Yeah, she's like. Like ten or eleven years older than him. She's in the game. Yeah. She's in the game a minute. Maybe, like, she's she's been in the game, game for a second, I think. Yeah, Mariah knows he's a seasoned veteran. She knows what she's doing. I must I mean, say that... she's not. She's not a legend, but yes, she she is a veteran. From what I, I mean, I'm heard. I'm gonna say I'm not too familiar with her work, but I know the industry she is. <laughs> nah, Zion Zion did some deep digging to they find her, bro. Over... <laughs> they <laughs> deep over... deep he, he did, bro. Like shoot. And she been on yeah, a rampage, bro. She been tweeting yeah. like nonstop for the past five crazy. days. No, guess how y'all crazy. immediately. She been calling him fat and like all sorts of stuff and talking Dude, about his fat. sex game. And I'm like, shoot, shoot, like, girl, what is happening? She is she happening? actually getting herself blacklisted from like any career opportunities in the future? Not that like, obviously, you know. I don't think no, in the wrong, wrong but like still. Her career is, I don't know if she's completely blacklisted herself. 
Well, she she was in the career of hustling NBA players. Oh well, well, there's there's like a whole whole breed of women that that's like their whole goal is to just get pregnant by an NBA player. That way they're like Mm. set up Mm. for life. I'll tell you what, this girl Zion got pregnant. I don't think they're gonna be together more than like a year. Just for some context, Zion only played twenty nine games this season. We clearly know what he was doing outside of those twenty nine games. She was literally saying in the tweets. Somebody was working on that ball handling. All right. Wasn't him, he, wasn't hand, he wasn't handling no ball. She was. I, I know. That's why I said it wasn't she him. He has better Bro, ball handling skills than he right does now. at this point. Shot, though. Unironically, we just covered our very first topic on our podcast podcast list. But uh, yeah, oh, you know, the, the segue that from that, you know, hole. if he's speaking of shooting shots, mm. Demetrius, what you doing, bro? Uh, yes, yes. Let's talk about the other draftee of the 2019 class. The other Dunk shooter. Jawwick. So you could call him that, yes. Jomothy? Yes, yes, yes. Jaw. That's on yes. Jaw. Send that know? boy back to the suburbs. He's been in Memphis way too long. Send him back I to truly, his two-parent household. I truly <laughs> don't know what to say about John Morant. This is does, what, does Memphis got shooters like that? I, bro, Memphis, Memphis is like one of the see. highest... Memphis got one of the highest crime rates and like drug rates in the whole country. For real? Now, hey, this Memphis, is what they like. Y'all see cool. what happened to Imani Bates? Nah. Mm. Oh, so for so for those who don't know, Imani Bates, um, you know, was consensus supposed to be an SKD. Came out college early. He got into some legal trouble with a gun. I think being in a car. Yeah. And mm. he's he's in the NBA draft process. So he declared for the draft. Didn't have the best season after he transferred from. Memphis to Eastern Michigan, Michigan, but like he's in that Memphis area does something to you. Think about it. Derrick Rose with the test scores. I don't know. Derrick scores. Derrick Rose. I mean, we can know. we can we can theorize all we want, but it it's truly truly I mean, interesting. You to see. Well, shoot! Hmm. Now that the finals are over, that that jaw spent suspension coming real soon. True. Real Within the next couple days, we'll find out exactly what say. the commissioner is cooking. What? Oh, okay. What are y'all's predictions? Out. What about the drop in all time? How many games? 30. 50. 50 is a hefty. I, I'm but... thinking 50 because, like, this man withheld information during the finals, the commissioner, I mean. So it I'm has to be 30. like, so it's got to be like some deep. Wasn't there another thing that came out where he was like, they were saying, like, it was not a, it was a fake gun or something? No, yeah, it was. That's what his John friends Rance were Camp. saying. But it was like, a toy. On, John yeah, Camp actually said publicly, they publicly announced that it was a toy. Uh, Bro, he got that mess at Toys R Us. That's even more goofy, yeah, though. That, you realize that, that. how dumb that is? Uh, the more Imagine John Morant buying a toy gun and getting inside a car and flashing a pro. I think what's even more bizarre is waiting, like, multiple weeks to come up with a story and then release it. And why play oh, with yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, the fact that Adam, Adam Silver long. chose to not release the information until after the finals because he didn't want to distract from it. I feel like shows and then isn't it so convenient there's gonna be that some camp. some pretty incriminating evidence that's gonna come out that's gonna Dude, definitely gonna justify what it is. It's gonna be pretty crazy. It Can you imagine China he's banned extension? for like the whole season? What did Dwight Howard say? Come here. Because dude, dude, what if the NBA goes like like the NFL route when it comes to their suspensions? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the NFL, like NFL don't play play games with like anything, bro. No, think unless about this. Ezekiel sexual assault, Deshaun Watson. Um, but Ezekiel Elliott got suspended four games 
for he something Bridges he literally is... got found that he didn't do and still got suspended. Yeah, the NFL don't I mean, play. Look what they do for gambling. Yeah, oh, Paul, they got whole dudes off the entire season. I mean, Calvin Ridley was out for a year. Bunch of guys yeah. are out this year. Um, but you're also just, just dumb to give your real name if you're gambling. Yeah, what if our guys got caught too? Quarterback. Either that hey, or hey, hey, so we, gotta, we had a guy get called on the command. Hey, so genuine question, like this this be happening a lot because like I you know I'm not big on the NFL. So like people be genuinely getting out here caught gambling that much. Yeah, I think it's that more than so people far, yes, think. So yeah. I mean, well, it's I just like crap. I mean, just think about how much like that kind of like sports gambling gets promoted nowadays. Commercials everywhere. Think about that one compared to all the other major sports. The NFL is the one that pushes sports gambling the hardest. Yeah. When they have like an yeah, official partnership. It's like, hey, we're going to push sports gambling the hardest. But yet, if you participate, even if it's not your own team, we're still going to suspend you the year. That's yeah, so cause... kind of like it harms the integrity of the league, though. Mm-hmm. If it's real sports say. league. It reminds oh, yeah. me of that time. Does it harm the integrity of the league if you're betting on, like, like say Calvin Ridley and you're betting on a Miami Dolphins game and you they're not even in the same conference? But yeah, but didn't. still. They're still in but the still, same like, business, though. That's it's like still... insider trading almost. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, the NFL is like a business, you know? Like, they're going to do anything the they can to protect possible. the bottom line. Because as soon as, like, you think the NFL loves when people are like, Oh my gosh, the game's scripted. The game's scripted. It's like all it's just all bad press. What are what are the rules as far as like gambling in other sports? Because no, I know all, all, suspension. all yeah, I know I is that the know. NFL ones are kind of tricky and the complicated. NFL's taboo. Like even if but you want to like gamble into like other sports that's life. not football, I know there's like rules against that and stuff well, too. There's rules so, like, about where you can do it as well. Like if you're gambling yeah. on other sports, you can't do it at a team facility, I believe. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of weird rules, and I think it's confusing, and I think they definitely got to clarify a lot of that stuff to the young guys, especially with, like, how popular, like, a lot of just, like, yeah. the, the mobile apps or, like, online betting platforms Price are these days. I mean, let's be honest, sports um, betting is become legal everywhere. Hey, okay. Hey, I mean, yeah, it just got passed in North Carolina. Because if we make it and they want to sponsor us, I'm taking it. Oh, I sports bet. Oh, I'm yeah. taking it. I'm taking it. I'm oh, yeah, I'm for sure. Listen, I'm not discrediting it. I think sports betting gamble is cool. responsibly. Gamble responsibly. Like, if anybody's listening to this, I'm 21. Wink, wink. But I'm right, actually. But... <laughs> right, I'm gonna let I'm gonna um, let y'all choose our next topic. Okay. We can either talk oh, about. I want to get something on my chest all day. This is so quick. Let's... Let's do one more. Let's do one more topic, and I think I think we can call it a wrap for the first episode. All right, I all got, right. I got one topic I need to bring up. I'm so sorry. I know okay, birds. What, what is it? Important. The bird. okay. As we all know, we all go here. UNC go basketball has been a hot. Go where? Go where, Sham? Oh, where do we go, the, man? The University of National Chumps. I mean, the national champions. Um, of Mickey Mouse. Through, man. Um. <laughs> But enough for we go University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. Um, UNC Don't basketball. Oh Lord, UNC, uh, UNC basketball. University of Broken Elevators. 
move out. That was crazy, bro. Hey, for hey, oh so for our viewers, just to let y'all know, we all attend UNC Chapel Hill, um, Tar Heels, North Carolina, whatever you mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, we're to be honest, in the beginning, most of our viewers are probably gonna be people we send this to, so they might go to UNC as well. So they might yeah, perhaps. Hey, hey, everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Send this to. <laughs> Hi, mom. I'm playing. Hi, um, Haley. <laughs> Haley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, so, so on a for real note, um, as we know, transfer portal has been a mess. Um, everything has been a mess for UNC basketball as they were in the two years ago, and then now we have got to, and now we've got to a point where literally, if I remember correctly, only four players from last season remained on the roster that are not. I mean, scholarship players remain on the roster. The Biscuit Boys are a different mm-hmm. situation. But yeah. as we all know, most recently, um, Simeon Wiltshire, I think he is the number 27 recruit in yeah, the class of 2023. Um, he recently really decommitted after Ellie Cadeau, who is now 13th in the class of 2023, decided to reclassify to join UNC next season. Now, as we all know, it's been a mess. We've now had new pickups such as Jalen Withers from Louisville, um, Cormac Ryan, who was a stud at Notre Dame, I think this is last year. Paxson, I cannot pronounce his last name. I'm so sorry, bro. Um, mm. And then we got probably the most exciting one I think so far, other than Elliot. I would like to say is Harrison out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. Um, just, to, like, talk, just to like talk about it a little bit, like what do y'all think? What do y'all think is going to be looking like next season in regards to like what our team is going to be? Like, like on the court, well, like what change do you think is going to make? What conflicts do you think is going to be a coaching change, style change? What, what are we thinking? I just want to say, uh, first of all, for any, any UNC basketball that this gets to, anybody there, you're more than welcome to come on the pod. We need guests, but we need guests. So. Oh, for we sure. Need some, we come on and talk about, hey, if we say anything and you want to put us in our place, we hey, Mondo. <laughs> this is your opinion. That's, that should be our goal for the end of the year, try and get at least. One UNC hey, RJ, remember that one oh, time sure. we talked in class? <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, um, in all seriousness, I think our ceiling is between an 8 and 12 seed and a sweet 16 bounce. That's our ceiling. Okay. Um, I will say that if we don't have a good season this year, bye-bye, QB, I, I think must say. Hunter, hot take, hot take. That's well, a very hot take. Like, we're we're the University of National Championships for a reason, we and we're especially known for basketball. So if we can't keep meeting up to that standard, the uh, the the alumni ain't gonna be happy, and the alumni is what, what keeps what keeps fun in all the other sports programs as well. Do you think he'll get a little bit of a leash because he is an alumni and he was on many really good UNC teams? Like, and and he, he was also the assistant on multiple national championship teams as well. Hey, man. I, I think he gets, I think we, he gets another we, The thing is, is we can, get, we can get any top coach candidate that we want at this school. So, I like, if he really that. proves that he cannot... Find a, like if we don't make the tournament next year, I feel like he should be gone. Oh yeah, yeah. especially especially, stuff, especially so. with a talent like yeah. Elliot coming in and with all the like new transfers and stuff we have. Yeah, about Elliot coming in. I will say this though, as I've been like kind of researching, as we all know, Hubert, great three point shooter. That's what he was known for. White, white. 
That's what okay. That's what he was known for in his uh, NBA yeah, career. Dude, super, super nice guy. Yeah, like a outstanding guy. Um, very nice guy. Um, but we know Hubert probably is trying to build a system around us more built like the modern NBA because we all know Roy Roy Williams loved this big man. Even though we had great guards that came through here in the recent time, we had Joe Barry, we had Marcus Page, we had shooters oh. like Cameron Johnson, like we had. Oh, yeah, we had very, and then even you want to put like people like Reggie Bullock or um, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. I feel bad, Wayne Ellington. People like that, they could. That are too many greats to count. Too many, like Cole people Anthony. that are now known in the NBA for their three and D. Like so, for what mm. I do know, Paxson, three point shooter, Cormac Ryan. He, he, his his three point game is a little eh, but. It works enough. Um, we have Zayden High, who I am very excited for. Um, he's probably signed to that stretch four role. Jalen Washington, as we've seen, we came out towards the end of the season. Um, towards the end of the season, mm. like he had his moments um, where we saw potential. He's not afraid to shoot a three. Like we've not seen him take minutes. threes. Now that yeah. could backfire, but it we'll could, see. It could backfire, yeah. but I think Jalen Washington has very great potential. I think him and Zayden High will work well next to each other. Um, we have a dynamic score on the floor, such as R.J. Davis at a six-foot frame can score at all three levels, which is insane. We have a playmaker such as Elliot Cadeau who specializes in getting people wide open due to the fact that he's has uber athleticism, but also is very crafty with the ball in his hands. And then you could throw in Seth Trimble, who arguably, since Dontre Styles is gone, is the most athletic player on the roster at the moment. And it, once he gets the confidence to have his dribble drives in. That's wraps, but oh. then um, mm-hmm. it just kind of depends on how people fit in. Jalen Withers will probably come in as he'll probably. I have a feeling if it's not Zayden, Jalen Withers will come in and start at the four, or will be a backup center yeah, as he is a coming. Going off what you're saying, because obviously you have the most basketball expertise of all of us. But yeah. going into all that, what's your ideal starting five come opening night? So opening like, night, uh, if we're looking at the guards. Um, I'm definitely saying we start we start Elliot at the one. We play RJ at the two, but we yeah. flip flop how to defend. So because I think I think the point is yes, RJ is a great scorer with the ball in his hand. We also know he's an amazing spot up shooter as well. I don't yeah. know his exact percentages, but we have seen that RJ at times you let him sit there in the corner, let him sit down the right wing. He hitting it. He's yeah. more likely to hit if you leave him wide open. You have them two star Armando Baycott returning. Um, we'll be starting at the five, obviously. All-time UNC rebounder, um, our leader on the floor, the man who leads the mm-hmm. charge. Now, when it comes down to three and four, it becomes slippy. It depends on whether you want us to have defense or offense. We have two different lineups. You could start Jalen Withers at the four, who is quick enough on his feet to be able to play, not the same way as Leaky, but he'll provide some interior presence as the, as a defender. As we know, Armando's not the greatest defender. Mm-hmm. And then when we're at the three, that's where things become iffy because you could have Cormac Ryan, who is 6'5", but he's kind of undersized for his wing position. But we have a 6'10", I think he's either between 6'9", 6'10", 6'8", somewhere around there, Jalen Withers starting at the four and Armando being 6'10". We don't lose a lot of height. Um... But it just kind of depends. I mean, we'll mm-hmm. have a lot of we'll have a lot of flexibility. I think Hubert built a roster that you can throw in a lot of different pieces. I really think he's going to start more likely as Harrison Ingram at the three. I think that's where he'll go. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of depends. I just know for a fact that it should be Elliot, RJ, and Armando. The other two, 
The incomers got a incomers got the fight for it. Even Trump yeah. could have a shot at starting over Elliot, depending on how things go. Yeah, but honestly, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I honestly think we'll probably be going for more like a small ball ball approach in general. Um, but I mean, I think like like you said, kind of those that four and five spot. It's kind of just who who kind of steps up, whether it's one of the transfers or one or whether it's one of the guys we still have from last year. Um, I think, you know, we'll, we'll probably see a few lineup changes, especially across the first couple of games as they kind of figure out who has chemistry together, et cetera, you know, who's kind of right. developing. Um, but I'm, I, I, I really think that next season can't get worse than the past season. And I, you might clip this and regret me saying that, but I hope not. Um, cause I need you. UNC Bastard going to go out with a bang and brush Frank. <laughs> oh, no. Man, I don't know about y'all, but he's talking about senior year. Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts, boys? Um, I mean, like, going off what you said. years for them to figure this out. So That is true. Yeah. I think this is... I think this is going to be a very exciting roster we have coming. A lot of talent, a lot of stuff we got to figure out. Unfortunately, it hurts to see stars like Caleb Love leave. Leaky Black had to go. Um, it's very unfortunate to see, especially players that we that we feel like there was so much we could get from them. I feel like there was more we could have saw from Dontrez. You give him more minutes. There was more you could have probably seen from Demarco, but things happen. Yeah. People go. Um, but this also does bring me to the point of. We know the transfer portal is getting pretty insane. People are able to just jump in there at the end of the season and get out of whatever mm. situation. And Simeon Wiltshire, we saw, literally dipped out, already had signed, already had committed. Running from the grind. Bro, yeah, like, in the words of Armando Baycott. was literally here for a year, played in like three games, and then left. Tyler has a good, Tyler got out of here immediately as quick as he can, which is fine. I understand. And also, there's the rumors, but we won't talk about those because they are just rumors. Yeah, that's the rumor, but I don't believe it to be true. I feel like Tyler's just like our, like the Tyler we know. He just being Tyler, white boy, white boy Tyler. Yeah, he's just being Tyler. But on that note, what are y'all's thoughts on the transfer portal? Do y'all think NIL and things like that are are ruining college sports, or do you think they're like they're benefiting obviously in the way that our the players that we watch are able to get money? But is it harmful that people are able to just leave because they're potentially promised more NIL money? Uh, I mean, it's going to screw over like all small to mid-sized schools kind of respectfully. Because, yeah. um, I mean, thankfully, we do go to UNC Amon. So yeah, we're kind of well, well known. Um, and we can we can still pull in some high recruits because of our previous accomplishments um without necessarily having to pay a ton of money i honestly think the bigger issue it's not necessarily in college basketball but in college football um mm -hmm. especially with like the sec um being such a dominant football conference and there's usually only a couple few teams that like are consistently getting like all the best people and i know unc is also considering the whole like renegotiation with the ACC and I know that other conferences want us because we are such an established uh university in the sports world um shout out to both our women's 
uh, field hockey and tennis teams for winning national championships this year. Come on, let me. Mm-hmm. Hey, Women's field hockey went to the White House. Yeah, they they were in the they were in the White they went to the White House today. Shout out to them. Um, what was that? Oh, that was that uh, was hand claps. Yeah, I, I have little, a soundboard. We got a little audience. Oh. <laughs> we got we got that crowd going. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm optimistic. I mean, whether mm-hmm. whether all of our you know UNC teams suck this upcoming year or not, like we we gonna try to have fun the most oh. we can at, 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 at all the games. Yeah, we're making the tournament. I'm telling it's you, the we're, the tournament. we're gonna be UNC supporters. We're gonna be delusional if we have to be. We're gonna be positive because this is mm-hmm. our school. This is what we do. We're gonna be out there still screaming, "Go to hell, Duke!" Just gonna be there yep. saying, "Wake can wake is fake." Mm-hmm. NC State is a farmer school. We still gonna be doing what we gotta do. <laughs> and guess what? Wanna... Go heels, baby. Go heels. Little go turps as well for my boys back okay, home. Since um, Bolt up. Roberto, David, Jay, y'all have anything to say about the transfer portal or the nil money? Like. What are y'all? What are y'all's thoughts on it? Takes um, uh, some final thoughts here before we we wrap up. Well, it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. Obviously, nil is making a really big impact on transfers and commitments. Mm-hmm. It's honestly making the current situation even more exaggerated because big schools already had like a really big lead or like a pull on all the big recruits already, and so and then. NIL is just making it like even more of a, I wouldn't say problem, but more of an occurrence. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, NIL is just really interesting, especially when it comes to transfers. Um, once again, I'm happy for all the players benefiting off their own name. I think that's totally legit and that they yep. honestly should, it should have been coming for a long time, but mm. it's impacting the transfer portal and commitments. And that's just something I think that everyone is just going to have to adjust to all the big schools even mm-hmm. the small to mid schools. Yeah. They're just going to have to adjust to it. It's just growing pains mm-hmm. since it's so new. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Personally, like as someone who I didn't grow up watching a lot of college sports, I think the NIL kind of makes it more appealing to a fan like me because it makes it a lot more like kind of professional sports mm-hmm. where yeah, there's an importance. Super teams. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's an importance on – really being able to pitch not only a school, but pitch a good contract as well and pitch opportunities. And I'm all about, you know, this is not only just a sports, but making your money where you can make it. So mm-hmm. these guys got to go and make their money and they're going to do what they got to do. Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, the guys who are making the most NIO money are going to be the first ones to leave college and go to the pros. Right. So I feel sure. like, you know, kind of translating into my baseball knowledge you're going to have your big spenders. You're going to have those SEC schools, especially like in football. You're going to have your Bamas. You're going to have Ohio State. You're going to have Georgia. All those schools are going to spend a whole LSU. lot of money. Yeah, LSU, just like how in baseball. You got the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox. Those teams are going to spend money. But there's a greater importance now, I feel like, for smaller midway schools to really focus and hone in on, hey, we got to get some guys who we know are going to be here all four years. They can make a little bit of money on the side, but we got to focus on really developing and really getting these guys to go to the next level. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at UConn this last year. They just won the national championship. You know, they got some dogs on that team, and they got Which guys. I predicted correctly, first. by the way. Hmm? Which I predicted correctly, by the way. That yes, go ahead, Justin. Nice oh, you predicted yeah. UConn? Yeah, I had them winning oh! from the beginning. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh. Also, like, you know, I think 
You got a team like UConn, who was composed of guys who are going to go first round, but they also had a lot of depth. They have a lot of guys who are going to be there for a while. They're not going to go immediately after winning a national championship. So it's possible to get it done without having, one, to spend a whole lot of money, or two, have the biggest recruits. So, yeah, I mean, you can have one big recruit, but your, the rest of your team is going to suck. Yeah. Like, James Wiseman went second in the draft, but what the f- – like, he didn't even play because he got – it got it was a whole thing. And Memphis yeah. did nothing that year. Yeah, that's that's what it, happened when NC State at Dennis Smith Jr. He was yeah, awesome, I mean, but – one we player sucked as a team. Yeah. yeah. One player won't make it in college basketball. It's a different game than what the NBA is. For sure. How about Similar you, David? Like ben, this reminds me of Ben Simmons on LSU. Like, yeah. he didn't oh, do yeah. anything. I think, well, like, my point is, I think the NIL just makes it so these schools have to put a heavier focus on recruiting four-year players instead of, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, you can have your big stars. But I think, honestly, the way to build a championship team and to really build consistent success is being able to have guys you know are going to be there for four years. Right. That's that's a great point. It is very important. We have people that are true to the culture that they go to. They commit to these schools to think they want to live there, they want to be there. Yeah, people like R.J. Davis. Here's my next question is, who was the yo, last... Yo, yo, Um. Uh. It just... It it capped out. I think the video capped out. Okay. I was just about to ask a good ass question. I have my I have my video video going. That's, that's yeah, that's straight. Um yeah. yeah, I think I think the screen recording just capped out. I'll try to restart it. Um okay. but Shame, yeah, awesome. we should we should we should try to wrap it up. Um okay. who was the last was, like, top recruit to win a national championship? The last uh, top recruit to win a national championship. Who was on that UConn? I don't know who was on that UConn roster off the top of my head. Um, are you talking about like? Are we talking about like what? top recruit like the ESPN top one hundred? I'm pretty sure every team got some. Every well, I'm, team. I'm, not, I'm talking about like the like big guy. So like, if we think about like Carmelo Anthony, for example, what he did at Syracuse. Um, if we're talking about. There, let's see. Like, you know they're going to be one and done. Who is a top recruit that got them a national championship in the past? This like, is very hard because there's people back, that are... If you go back thinking by draft, like, if you go to, like, the... I think it was a 17 draft, you look, Markel Fultz didn't do anything. Lonzo got to the Sweet 16. Jason Tatum, I think Duke got bounced in, like, the round of 32. This is very interesting. I actually cannot... Think. Maybe, oh. maybe, maybe Anthony Davis. Maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. Did he win one at Kentucky? Did he? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, no, he, I think he did. I think that might be the last one I can think of. A number one pick that got them a natty. Because the thing is, the problem with this is, is like you have people that are top recruits respectfully, but are not going to like. Because I think you could say Jalen Brunson. Amazing NBA yeah. player, won two national championships. But would you consider him? I don't know how his high school ranking was. I wasn't really keeping up at that time. Um, right. I mean, Jalen Brunson also wasn't a guy who was expected to come out after one year. Right. Like, as far it, as, like, definition as, like, one of those top recruit kind of guys is someone who you know they're going to come out after a year. They got one year in college. They hey, go crazy just, just, just to check on somebody, Ao, my my boy David, you um, you good over there? Damn, All right. 
Alright, so I think oh, yeah, we're okay. I think we're okay there. Um Yeah, hold up. Uh appreciate y'all for coming out to the uh first first little sleeping until podcast. Most of the podcast is on video. Most of, Most of it. it is on video. Most the last bit is on audio. We got to throw some little clips in. If you ain't watching this on video, hi audio enjoyers. Yeah, I say for nice audio host. enjoyers. Audio enjoyers, we appreciate y'all. Um I will probably upload this once I figure out where which problems we're going to use. Um, Yang. So it's going around with the podcast, the big group. Um, it, I'm pretty sure we will have little small podcasts. Of course, I'll be like limited numbers of us. Not like we won't don't want to be here. Just you know, emergency little podcast. But oh, if you to come, the triple C's from our enjoyers, our Chargers enjoyer, our Commanders enjoyer, our Colts enjoyer. We got hey, more ready. details coming about Bryce Young. Is he the new hope of the Panthers? The biggest. Yes. Is Messi the biggest Bryce, athlete yeah. in America after the recent Inter Miami signing? And there's so much more to come. I hope y'all stick with us throughout all of this. Um, appreciate y'all for, for listening. Get ready for yep. some vlogs from me and David's trip up to Baltimore to watch the Orioles. <laughs> the Reds. This is about quiet in there. Oh yeah, and we we, we, just we got fucking like nine, nine runs on them within like the first four <laughs> innings. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, it's been lit. We got everything coming and yeah cool thanks thanks for listening hey. to sleeping until the podcast so sleep until our next one thanks Attaboy, Justin. Wait, bye okay. are we going